Well, thank you and thank you for joining us at our New Year's Eve celebration service. We're about to cross over into 2022 and we are excited for what the Lord is about to do. I believe that God has a word in season just for us today. I'm so excited for the body of Christ because I believe God is speaking right around the world. God is speaking to groups of people. God is speaking to the body of Christ through different vessels. And I believe that every person has a word in their heart that God has been dealing with them so they could share it for a specific group of individuals. And I believe that God has given me a specific word to share and impart on this night, the 31st of December 2021. I believe that God is going to do a great work and a great thing. I believe that God is busy bringing us into realignment because that is what I want to speak about is to realign ourselves with God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We're going to do a text study with a specific um, 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 scripture that the Lord has laid upon my heart and um, I believe that God is going to do a great thing that as we uh, as we look into this text I believe that God is going to awaken within us and there's going to be something that's going to change I believe that there's going to be this is going to be a heart surgery room today God is going to do heart surgery with us I believe that in the body of Christ we have gone through some we have gone through some we have gone through different things Many people has gone through different things. And um, Smith Wigglesworth has this famous saying, he has this thing, he says, if you haven't grown from, from where you were last week in this new week, then you have actually backslidden. So he believes that you need to grow continuously. That was his belief system. And I believe that is important. Each and every one of us must get into that place with the Lord that we will grow continually because we must grow continually. We need to grow. We need to continuously grow. And I know that many people have been attacked. I've seen it with my own eyes. And even some men and women of God has gone through this. Some of us has become lukewarm. Some of us has become cold. And I believe that God wants to restore the first love back into his church and I believe that this is an hour where God is called and has given me a message to preach on realigning, realigning, hallelujah and I believe that we need to realign ourselves with God. There was a couple of years ago we stayed in a in a in a complex and um there was something wrong with our with our cable tv or satellite dish and um there there wasn't signal and satellite, the, the people that works with the installations has a certain device that enables you to, to detect the signal by using this device. And when you detect the signal, you can then now fasten the dish and this dish will now then be in alignment with the signal. But now on the specific day, I had nobody that could assist me or nobody that had that device to, to assist me to, to bring the alignment of the dish. And so what happened was I was working with friends, with a friend and we were on that and we were on the, on the, on the roof of the house for some hours trying to turn the dish left and right and left and right and we just could not do this because we did not have the device to be able to realign the dish and this is what we find many times in the life of every individual sometimes we try to fix our lives with many different things and we do not come to the main place which is the cross of Jesus Christ the finished work of Calvary where Jesus paid the sin debt 
and that all that we need to do is believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth and then Jesus Christ will forgive us of all our sins and if we are born again we have another scripture that says hallelujah the Bible says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our unrighteousness these are very very important scriptures and i believe that god is going to speak powerfully to us today because god is busy realigning us can somebody say realign me lord realign me hallelujah realign me say realignment somebody says realignment look at your neighbor and say realignment realignment god is busy realigning us hallelujah we, we know that God is going to do a great, great work in our lives. We believe that, that God is going to touch us and God is going to raise us up and God is going to cause great, great transformation in our lives. I believe that we cannot we cannot try to align ourselves without the cross, without the finished work of Calvary. And I believe that this is a day and an hour that God has brought us together that we would come into this place as we, as we cross over into this new year that we will realign ourselves with the Lord so that we can now walk in the fullness that that which God has in store for our lives. I believe there's not one child of God that does not want to walk in the fullness. Is there anybody that wants to miss God? Is there anybody that does not want to walk in the in the fullness of God? And I want to walk in the fullness of God. And I believe that God wants to do something amazing. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And so we want to realign ourselves. Realign ourselves with the will and the plan of God. Realign ourselves with what God wants us to do. I believe it's a time for realignment. Now realignment, there's a word, one of the meanings of realignment is the action of changing or restoring something to a different or former position or state. Can I say that again? Realignment is the action of changing or restoring something to a different or a former position or state. Now we're going to look more onto that second part where it says to a restoring something to a former position or state. And that's what we're going to look in, in our teaching today. We're going to ask God to restore us. We need the we need to be restored. We need the fire again. We need the presence of God again. We need the joy of the of our salvation again. And that is what we're going to learn through this important and powerful psalm, Psalm 51. So our main title is realignment and we're going to use our subtitle today as how the backslidden are restored. How the backslidden are restored. And so we're going to work through the book of Psalms 51 and we're going to work through the different verses as the as the Lord has laid out the scripture has laid out this message and I believe there's going to be an awesome impartation today and there's going to be deliverance and that this year is going to be next year we're going to be aligned with God we're going to walk with God and we believe that we're going to be where God wants us to be now I believe that every person has a prophetic word every person has whatever the Lord is speaking we're not going to cast down any word we're not going to feel like we are the superheroes we have the main word we are the people that has heard from God, we are closest to God, that's not it. God has a word for every group of people that, that pastors and leaders are ministering to over the across the nation and across the world over this period of time. Each and every person is going to receive an impartation and God is going to do great things. So I believe that this word is specific and this word is for those that God has, a, that God is setting us up to hear and to listen to this particular word. I believe that we need to realign ourselves with God so that we can also hear 
hear from God again so that we can also experience God again so that we can also encounter God again hallelujah it was a time the Bible says when Isaac came into into a place called um um, um, there was a certain place that Isaac came when he dug a well and the Bible says and the Lord appeared to him so he came into a place where God appeared again to Isaac and we want that where God will appear again to us we want the place where we have our prayers answered we want the place where we want to walk in the presence of God we want to experience the anointing we want to experience the grace of God we want to experience the power of God we want to experience the, the, the Holy Spirit without limitation and I believe that if we walk in alignment with God, we can experience the blessing of God. Now, if I just look at some Old Testament characters, I look at the Bible says, and, and that the Lord was with Joseph, and the Lord blessed Joseph. And because of Joseph, Potiphar's house was blessed. The Bible also then goes further, you know, to say that whatever, wherever Joseph was, he was blessed because Joseph, I believe, was continuously in alignment with God. We see that Joseph never took take an offense with God, and so he continuously walked with God. The Bible then teaches us of many characters that the Lord was continuously with because they walked with God. The Bible says there was no man righteous like Noah. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and Enoch was no more. So there were people that walked with God and they pleased God and when they were in alignment, God blessed them. When we read the Old Testament, we see that Israel, every time they were in aligning alignment with God, the blessings would flow, the rain would come, the crops would be bountiful. But when they drifted away from the Lord, there would be lack there would be poverty there would be there would be a lot of things that will happen to them hallelujah now we know that the bible says the lord also chastises his children and we will see how through the psalm how david had to come back to the lord and how he needed to realize his sin and how he needed to confess his sin and return unto the lord so when we look at this psalm hallelujah this is a psalm of david and it's commonly known as the psalm of repentance david penned the words at a very low point in his life. He had sinned with Bathsheba and had ordered the murder of Uriah, her husband. And in the attempt, he tried to cover his sin. Now, the Bible teaches us one important thing that we all need to remember. And I want us to get this. I want us to memorize this. We need to always remember this and we must never Turn from this, hallelujah. Listen to this. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 28 and verse 13, the Passion Translation says, If you cover up your sin, you will never do well. But if you confess your sins and forsake them, you will be kissed by mercy. Hallelujah. Another translation says, if you confess your sin, you will obtain mercy. Another translation says, you will receive mercy. So you need to come to a place where you do not cover. Now I know that we as believers, we do well in covering up. We do not turn away. We always play the blame game. We always try to shift. The, we always try to shift the blame. But we never look at our own lives and our own hearts and come to a place where we realize that this is an issue that, that we have and God needs to forgive us. And we need to be cleansed of this particular sin. And I believe tonight, uh, as people are going to realign themselves, that signal is going to come into alignment. Uh, suddenly, you're going to have revelation again. Suddenly, your signal is going to be on. Uh, when we go on, then we look that day, we, we got in an installer, and that person did what he needed to do. Suddenly, we had a vision. We had, we had, we had, um, 
a picture displayed on the television hallelujah dstv was now connected hallelujah we were subscribed but not connected glory be to god we can be born again but not connected and i believe that that is where many people find themselves and sin separates us from god and even though we are born again yet if we live in sin we cannot hear god we are separate from god and i do not want to run ahead of myself because i want to explain this thing because i want god to i want the principles to speak to us in this particular text so the bible says after god sent nathan the prophet to confront him regarding his sin david's heart was pricked and he desired repentance now when we look at prophet nathan in the book of second samuel we understand that prophet nathan came to david and he gave david a word and he said to david that from his bloodline will come the messiah now the very one that spoke the blessing had to come with the judgment i don't know sometimes god uses us as pastors to be blessings and then we need to come with correction and sometimes people do not want the correction they only want the blessing pastor but here we find that the prophet nathan had to go to david and had to tell david that david missed the mark and david sinned against god and the bible says that the lord was not pleased with david hallelujah and we need to remind ourselves that david was a man after the heart of god so i'm speaking with the children of god because i know that we have people that has a hunger and a desire to serve god with every thing that is within them. But there are times when we go astray. There are times when we miss the mark. There are times when we go off course. But God wants to realign us so that the vision can come back again and the picture can show up again and that we can hear God and move with God and experience what God wants us to experience as the church. That even in the midst of crisis, we will experience Christ. Even in the midst of turmoil, we will know that God is going to come through because we are aligned with the spirit and the presence of of God. The Bible says in the book of Acts 13 verse 22 the Bible says I have found the son of Jesse a man after mine own heart which shall fulfill all my will. God said this about David. He said who shall fulfill all my will. Who shall fulfill all my will. So this was a man that was handpicked by the Lord to reign upon the throne of Israel. He was well favored of God and yet he was he was weak. He had a weakness to sin. Hallelujah. This psalm in no way advocates that we can sin and get by with it. That's what the psalm teaches us. We cannot live in sin and escape. We cannot live in sin and escape. He that covers his sin will not do well. The one translation says, He that covers his sin shall not prosper. Glory be to God. And so the Bible teaches us, but there we, we know that when we read this psalm, we can now find comfort because we saw a man that made his way back to God. Glory be to God. He made his way, way back to God. I thank God, hallelujah, that God is gracious and merciful. I thank God that he's compassionate and he's loving. Glory be to God. God has not given up on his people. He has not given up on his church. His bride will be holy. His bride will be sanctified. His bride will be glorious as we return to the Lord. Glory be to God. And so David was a man who walked with God and yet he missed the mark. But his failure was not final. There is hope for forgiveness and restoration for those who seek it. And we need to seek it with all our heart. By the help of the Lord, today I want to preach on this specific thought. 
how the backslidden are restored. No doubt there are those here today who are following at a distance. They are backslidden. The Bible says, and Peter followed at a distance. Now, we don't want to follow God from a distance. We don't want to sing that song from a distance now. We want to come closer. We want to draw nigh unto God so that he can draw nigh unto us. But the book of John chapter 3 says that they that, that are in darkness does not do not want to come to the light. And we know that when we are living in sin, we don't want to be in the presence of God. We don't want to be where the God is. We want to be in the darkness because light exposes the darkness within us. And glory be to God. So David now, the light made them walk into, into, his, into the presence of the king, gave him a story, and David spoke his own judgment over his life. And then Nathan said, but you are the man that is guilty of the sin. And we read here and we understand that David now was restored. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I thank God today for his word. I thank God that backsliders are sliding back to God. I believe in 2022, we're going to see those that are being, that is backslidden coming back. We are going to see man and woman that has fallen, man and woman of God that has gone astray. God is going to reset them. God is going to refire them. God is going to restore them. I believe that. I believe that God is good. God is merciful and God is compassionate. Those who have lost their way in doctrine, those who have lost their way in truth, is going to come back unto the Lord. They're going to find their way back to God. Those who have preached strange doctrine are going to find themselves coming back to truth, standing up for righteousness, and they're going to be more stern in righteousness than ever before. Hallelujah. It has been well said that if there was ever a time in our lives that we were closer to God than we are right now, then we are not, then we are backslidden. And you are not closer to God than what you were. As I said, what Smith Wigglesworth said, we need to grow daily in the Lord. We need to grow daily in the Lord. Hallelujah. So this passage now reveals the process of restoration for those who are not where they need to be with God. I believe that we all need to be that day, that satellite dish. I'm telling you, we tried everything, but we just could not align that dish. And that, that was depressing because we were subscribed, but we could not connect. I believe that there are those who are born again, but they cannot connect. They cannot hear God. They cannot be led by God. What is God saying for 2022 for my for for me and my family what is god saying 22 2022 for me and my house what is god saying for my business we cannot connect because we are not aligned with god so we need to come and we need to break it down and we need to see from this man that was a man after the heart of god how we returned unto the lord and that this will be an example to us on how to return to the lord the first thing that we need to understand we need to be aware of our backslidden state we need to be aware of our backslidden state. Before the backslidden can ever be restored, there must be an awareness of their backslidden condition, not a justification of their position, but an awareness of their position until we realize that we have fallen short of where God would have us. We will never seek restoration. This awareness, we need to understand, it is a twofold thing that we need to understand. And we need to ask God to open our eyes. Say, Lord, open my eyes, open my heart. Uh, Holy Spirit, the Bible says the Holy Spirit has been sent to convict. Uh, I pray that even right now there would be a wave of conviction uh, as God wants to bring his people back unto him because he's coming back for a powerful church. Uh, he's coming back for a powerful people uh, and we can experience a powerful God 
God in this end time because we are coming back and we're going to serve God according to his standard and not according to our standard. David says in Psalms chapter 51 and verse 1 he says, have mercy upon me O God according to thy loving kindness and according unto thy multitude of thy tender mercies blot out my transgressions. So David knew that he had sinned and he knew that God was aware of his sin. God alone had the power to forgive sin and to provide restoration. David knew that he was literally at the mercy of God and his only hope was to receive that mercy. He pleaded with the Lord to offer mercy instead of judgment and which he rightly deserved. We all have sinned and we all have come short of the glory of God and all of us have been guilty before God and we all deserve punishment for our sin. But we thank God for a merciful God in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Therefore, those who are backslidden must come to the realization that we are already aware of our sin. But we must also realize that we that our only hope is found in the mercy of God and outside, outside of the mercy of God. Would he not be just and right to condemn us and to leave us in our sin? I am glad that we serve a God of mercy. Now we understand that mercy is God withholding that which is due to us. That judgment that is due to us, God withholding, that is one of the meanings of mercy. We need to understand that God has been withholding that which is due unto us. My God, God has been withholding that which is due unto us. And so David has a desire. Now you cannot be forgiven if there's no desire for forgiveness. Now you know over the years we have preached and we have had altar calls and we have said, we have said say the sinner's prayer. And many people have said the sinner's prayer and has left the church still in their sin. Because people has not really come to the place of true repentance. We sometimes say, you have said, amen, you are going to heaven. But you know in your heart that you have not genuinely made a confession. All that you are seeking for is temporarily relief from your pain. But you have not made a decision to serve God. Therefore, we are not just making all the calls anymore, raising your hands. We are trusting God for true salvation. And we are believing that this year, I'm believing God for 2022. I'm believing God for 1,000 salvations in our openness, our outreaches, our crusades, wherever we're going to go. I'm believing God for 1,000 souls that we will retain, that we're going to disciple, and that's going to find a house or that's going to be part of our fellowship. And that is what I'm believing God for. We are going after souls. We are believing God for souls. And we will see David's heart. But David here in verse 2 has a desire. He had a desire for God. Listen to what he says. He says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. By committing adultery and murder, he had crossed over the line God had drawn in his law. And therefore he said, my transgression. He had missed the mark God had set for him. That was sin now. And he had yielded to his twisted and sinful nature, which was his iniquity. Hallelujah. He had a willful rebellion. He willfully rebelled against God. And, 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 and no atonement was provided in the law for such deliberate, deliberate sins. When we deliberately sinned against God, there was, no, there was no atonement for such sins. So David could appeal only to God's mercy, grace, and love. So David now says, in some way says, blot out, 
blot out the word blot out here refers to a debt that must be paid and he said cleanse refers to defilement caused by touching something unclean according to the old testament in leviticus 11 32 or from a disease and then he says wash wash refers to the cleansing of dirty clothing from the cleansing of dirty clothing now in the jewish society of that day to wash and change clothes marked a new beginning in life and david made such a new start from that very moment i believe today somebody's about to have a fresh start somebody's about to have a fresh start remember our verse in the in the book of psalms when we said revive us O lord and give us a fresh start when we come with a genuine heart of repentance and god forgives us and god washes us we are now ready for a fresh start therefore i believe as we cross over into 2022 many of us are now starting afresh many of us are starting afresh we're going to draw closer to god we're going to walk more intimate with god we're going to walk in closer fellowship with god because that is the place where we want to be now davidson was out in the open david was caught out but he truly desired to be forgiven and cleansed of the sin he was tired of bearing the burden that the sin has caused i can tell you one thing if you truly walk with with god you cannot walk in sin if you do walk in sin there is a burden now if you truly walk with god some people has become so comfortable in their sin so ignorant of their sin that they're even walking in their sin and thinking yet they are righteous yet they are right with god yet they are walking in uprightness yet they are continuing they don't understand that one thing that have discovered if we do not repent of our sin our hearts becomes callous and we now begin to now become instead of becoming well instead of bearing fruit of righteousness we now begin to bear fruits of unrighteousness hallelujah because the heart is the seed of where everything takes place but we're going to get there we're going to speak on this particular topic and so we see this and so he could not bear no doubt there had been he had miserable days hallelujah because he was a man after god's own heart so david understood Understood what it was to have fellowship with God. David understood what it was to be intimate with God. Hallelujah. But we need to understand one thing. Hallelujah. Until we get tired of our sin and desire things to change, there will be no restoration. Until you desire, until you are tired, until you are ready to walk away, restoration cannot begin. Many people are not tired enough of their sin. Many people are not no, are not really seeking God. Many people are not really seeking deliverance. All they are looking for is temporary change they call it what paul will call it in the new testament it is worldly sorrow it's not godly sorrow it's not true repentance it's only looking for a change in a circumstance and we've seen this many times when people when god comes through for people after they've come through to god blesses them they depart from the lord but now god wants people that is coming before him with an earnest heart an earnest heart you know what i've learned through this in this walk with God, there were times one would ask people for forgiveness, like our wives and family members, and the forgiveness was not genuine. But all that we were going through was maybe a trial, something that was happening in our life, and what we wanted was now a relief. It's like taking a, you know, it's like taking a painkiller, taking something that that you have a pain and you just want relief from that pain. And that is what we sometimes do with forgiveness. We come to God, forgive me. We go to somebody, forgive me. But yet we are not genuine in our repentance. And so what happens in relationship? Relationships, there's no restoration.
restoration. What happens now? With relationship with God, there is no restoration. I tell you, you don't want to be at that place, especially when you've walked with God, especially when you've experienced God, especially when you've been in the presence of God and you know His presence and you know His power and you know what God can do and God withdraws Himself. Come, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But we need to work to that place. Hallelujah. We must get to the place that we want to get rid, that we want to rid our lives of the burden of our sin. Sadly, for many like David, that time doesn't come until sin is made public, until we are exposed. So we continue in something until we are exposed. Hallelujah. We need to come to that place. And the thing to come to that place is the next point we're going to speak about is to acknowledge this, is to acknowledge acknowledgement of our backslidden state hallelujah simply being aware is not just enough we must acknowledge that sin and seek restoration a genuine acknowledgement of sin is often difficult hallelujah when we find it you know it's difficult sometimes to have this genuine repentance because we look for all the reasons why we are doing what we are doing our actions we try to blame people we try to blame our past we try to blame our bringing bringing up and we and we look for justification places but i'm telling you if you have come before God and you have come and you said Lord forgive me and Father forgive me for my sin that I've committed against you I tell you God can make you into a new creation God can make you into a brand new person but if you do not have that desire if you do not seek after that it will not be so the Bible says in verse 3 for I acknowledge my transgressions my sin is ever before me this is the words of david hallelujah this verse reveals a miserable man he had confessed his sin before the lord as well as the fact that his sin was constantly on his mind he was troubled by his sin it made no difference what david did or where he went his sin was always there he never found any rest or peace because of the sin day after day his misery and guilt hallelujah remained but many today are miserable in their condition their sin may not have been discovered as yet but it is never or is ever before them they're always thinking about what they have done their guilt and despair of sin never goes away if is there any constraint or any constant reminder to the child of god that they are apart from the lord and his fellowship child of god we cannot live from broken fellowship we cannot be in broken fellowship we have to we have to live in the place where we connected to the lord we need to walk with god joseph never broke fellowship even in the pit even in the present even in the house of Pharaoh, of, of, he never broke fellowship with God and therefore he was always in relationship and David now realized that this sin has brought this fellowship with the Lord because the Bible says the Lord was not pleased with David. Today I believe that the Lord is not pleased with many of us because we have become, we have lived and walked in this life. We have lived and walked in the sin and we need to ask God, Lord, restore our fellowship. Lord, restore us again in the name of Jesus Christ somebody say restore there are there may be pleasures in sin for a moment but the Christian is never happy to dwelling in sin you cannot be a child of God and be happy to walk and dwell in sin for all your life we need to discern the sin hallelujah David says in verse 4 against thee and thee alone have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thy might be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest godly Jews saw all sins and offenses against the law 
Lord. No doubt David felt the guilt of his consequences of his sin. He had committed adultery. He has devastated a home and was even responsible for the death of an innocent man, Uriah. If we know the story of this, we know that David now is, is staying at home. The kings are going to battle. David decides he's going to stay at home. He's not going to battle with the kings, which was already David being at the wrong place. Because if we're supposed to be in the house of God and we are at another place, we are now becoming praise for sin. We are now setting ourselves up to come short of the glory of God. When we're supposed to be praying and we're finding ourselves too busy, we are setting ourselves up for sin. If we find ourselves supposed to be reading the Bible but doing something else, we are setting ourselves up to sin. So David was now supposed to go out to war. But David decides now because God has given David this peace. David is now in the book of, of, of 2 Samuel 5, verse 10. The Bible says he had peace all around him. And so David now had his peace. David was becoming great. David had his great victories. David was becoming a great king. But David became comfortable. Hallelujah. You cannot walk into success and become comfortable. You need to do the same things that got you there. And you need to actually increase in what you have been doing for you to stay there. Is somebody with me today? You cannot rise and then stop doing what you're doing. You need to keep doing what you're doing and even doing better. You even need to increase in discipline, increase in your prayer life, increase in your fellowship with the Lord as God is taking you higher and higher and higher. Most people reach the peak and they fall, but we find people that has died in the peak because they knew what got them there, they need to continue to do. But David stayed at home. And the Bible says, now David was marching on his roof and then he still saw this naked woman and David called her up and David slept with them. The woman was pregnant and David found out she was pregnant and David now had to come up with a scheme. According to Proverbs, we learn, he that covers his sin will not do well. And so David now tries to cover up the sin and he sees he's not working. Uriah he brings home and he wants Uriah to sleep with his wife so that Uriah can now Know that this is his child, but this thing does not play out because God's hand is on this thing because God is not going to let the child of God sin the way he's supposed to. And then this whole thing plays out and now Uriah doesn't go and David sees he's not winning with Uriah, sends him back to the battlefield, one of David's great and valiant men, and now Uriah goes back in the battlefield, sends a note by the hand of Uriah to tell Joab that Joab must put him on the fiercest battles in the front and they must withdraw and then Uriah dies and David is guilty of killing a man for his own wife. One of his honorable servants. David destroys this man's life. And then he takes his wife. But this thing did not work out. Because this child that was now of you, that was now born in this, or was now, she was pregnant, the Bible says afterwards died. Died. Hallelujah. God cannot cause us to prosper in our sin, child of God. We need to understand this. So David now, after he's realized this about an innocent man and knew that his sin went much deeper than the devastation to those who were involved in this whole setup. David came to the realization that he had sinned against God. He was so overwhelmed with, with this that he declared that he had sinned against God and against God alone. He was devastated that he had sinned against the one who had shown him such favor and mercy. Today, many Christians become defensive and bitter when they are engaged in a life of sin. They know that their sin is wrong, but they are adamant that it is their life to live. The real misery in sin is not the physical or emotional effects, 
but the awareness that they have sinned against the Lord. When we consider all that Jesus endured for us and the love that was shown by the Godhead for undeserving sinners, the Bible says while we were sinners, Christ died for us. It should bring us grief to our hearts. The believer has no right to live as he pleases. We are no longer our own. We have been bought with the price. We belong to Jesus Christ. We never, we never sin in a vacuum, child of God. Our sin is always committed against our Lord, regardless of what it is and how small it is. Can you imagine the heartbreak that the sin of believers bring to our Lord? Can we imagine? And we go further and we see that David now, the appeal of the backslider. We see that how David appeals for forgiveness. We see how David cries out for forgiveness. And here we find that David was earnest before the Lord. I've seen people repent. I myself has not been earnest many a times. And therefore I've never experienced restoration. I never experienced change because my repentance was never genuine. There were times I would just say because I wanted something to change. But I pray today, child of God, that we will come today with broken hearts. That we will come today with hearts that are yearning for God's forgiveness that we will come today with hearts that are set up so that we could be ready for God to forgive us that we can realign us with God in the name of Jesus because once we have become aware of our sin and acknowledge it then we must deal with it according to the way God wants to deal with it. And let's look at how David's desire was for the Lord. Hallelujah. So we must remember David's testimony. When David died, the Bible says, and David did all the Lord wanted him to do in his lifetime. That was an amazing, amazing words. Those are the words I would love on my day when, I, when I'm buried. People must be able to say by the Spirit of God, and this man did everything that God wanted him to do. Here we see that even in the midst of David's failures, yet the end of David's story ends in glory. Yet at the end of the book of Revelation, the name of David is made mention of. Yet still David's name is made mention of. I believe if David never turned from his sin, never repented, David would have been forgotten. I don't know what God would have done. I don't know because he had the messianic prophecy over his life. So I don't know what God would have set up. But David came with a heart of repentance and he turns to God and he asks for the removal of his sin. And we see this in Psalms 51 verse 7 and 9. David says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. David desired that his sin be removed and that his life be cleansed of all iniquity. He was tired of the filth and despair of sin and desired for it to be removed from his life. He knew that God was able to forgive his sin and to blot it out. I am sure that we have all been there at some point in our lives. We have allowed sin to come in and we feel dirty before the Lord because of sin. Isn't it good to know that we serve a merciful Savior who is willing to forgive us and forget of our sins? They are removed as far as the east is from the west. They are buried in the sea of God's forgetfulness. Glory be to God. Then the Bible says, and David did desire the 
restoration of joy. David said in, in the book of Psalms, he said in verse 8 and verse 12, he says, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Hallelujah. When the Bible says joy and gladness in the Hebrew, it means deep, deep joy. David was no doubt filled with misery and during the season in his life, he no longer experienced the joy of the Lord within his heart. I can tell you, child of God, it's more miserable when you do not walk with the joy of the Lord in your heart, when you do not walk with the joy that God has wants us as believers to have because of the Holy Spirit within us. Oh God, I do not want to walk without that joy again. I walked for months and for some time miserable in my life because of unrepented sin, because I always look for the ways of justification. But God came my way through this precious psalm and it changed my life. And I pray today that you will realign yourself. Hallelujah. I pray that we want to experience the full of joy again in our lives. He lacked the fellowship with the Lord and he couldn't pray, he couldn't worship, he couldn't enjoy life at, the, at, at, at what God wanted to be the best for him to enjoy because of his sin. As his sin was revealed, it appears that it brought a sense of relief to David's heart. He wanted the sin removed so that his joy might be restored. Life for the believer cannot be experienced with joy apart from the Lord. We cannot experience the joy of the Lord apart from the Lord. Come on, child of God, we need to find ourselves realigned. Somebody say, realign me, Lord, when sin is allowed to remain in our lives and fellowship with the Lord is broken. Like David, we won't be able to worship, pray, or enjoy life. The Christian is never happy when sin is in his life. We may pretend that it's all well, but deep down we are miserable because we lack the joy of the Lord. Oh God, restore the joy. Oh, restore my joy. Somebody say, Lord, restore my joy. David said in verse 10 and 11, create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not from your presence and take not the Holy Spirit from me. David asked the Lord to create within him and to to give him a steadfast spirit that would not be able to be taken or be able to be moved or disturbed. Hallelujah. We see that this verse 10 is the central verse of the psalm and it expresses the heart of David. David knew that the inner person, the heart, was the source of his trouble, hallelujah, as well as the seed of his joy and blessing. He was incapable of changing his own heart. Stop trying your own methods. Stop trying your own ways. Stop looking for alternative ways to change your heart and to change the way you think. Stop with the positivity. Stop with the confessions. Change your heart through confessing your sin, not confessing just positive things, thinking that when I confess positive things, my heart is going to change. Now you need to repent of the sin that is in your heart and in your life. We know that only the change of heart is a miracle of God. A miracle of God. Somebody say a miracle of God. 
through miracle of God, I believe tonight that God is going to give us new hearts. Jeremiah 24 and verse 7. Jeremiah 24 and verse 7. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Jeremiah 24 and verse 7. I will give them hearts that recognize me as the Lord and they will be my people and I will be their God for they will return to me wholeheartedly. Can we look at that again? They will return to me wholeheartedly. And therefore, the Bible says, I will give unto them hearts that will recognize the Lord, me as their Lord. And they will be my people and I will be my be their God. For they will return unto me wholeheartedly. Heartedly. There must be a genuine repentance. We must return unto the Lord with everything that is within us. Ezekiel 11 verse 19. Ezekiel 11 verse 19. The Bible says that I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender and responsive heart. Say, so, Lord, give me a tender and responsive heart, an obedient heart unto the Lord. Hallelujah. An obedient heart unto the Lord. So, uh, Ezekiel 36, uh, Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel 36 from verse 25 to 27 25 to 27 then i will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols and i will give you a new heart and i will put a new spirit in you and i will take away out your stony stubborn heart and give you a tender responsive heart and i will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations every one of us needs a new heart each and every one of us needs a new heart and this new heart can only be given to us through repentance first of all when we are born again we receive a new heart but if we are believers and we are living in sin we need to repent of our sin so that god can cleanse our hearts because the bible is clear the heart affects every Everything that we do. We know that the Bible says deceitful is the heart above everything else. We know that Jesus even said in Matthew that out of the heart comes adultery, comes lust, comes death, comes fornication. It all brews from the heart. Therefore, we need a renewed heart in the name of Jesus Christ. So David longed for the day when he would once again experience the presence of God in his life when he walked with an upright heart. Hallelujah. He longed for the fellowship that they had that they had before he lived or before he sinned he wanted to have a heart filled with the presence and the power of god rather than one filled with the guilt of sin the lord gave the holy spirit to david when samuel anointed him and david didn't want to lose the blessing and help of the spirit as it happened to saul when he sinned so david did not want that he had an example saul served the lord for saul served in his kingship for 38 years without the spirit and with so Saul was an embittered person because he did not have the Holy Spirit. You cannot have the Holy Spirit and be bitter. It's impossible. Hallelujah. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. Today, the Spirit lives in us as believers, but God's children can lose the effectiveness of His ministry when we grieve Him, when we lie to Him, like Ananias and Sapphira. And when we quench him by deliberate disobedience, 
So when David says, give me a willing spirit in verse 12, David is speaking about his own spirit. A willing spirit is one that is not in bondage, but is free and is yielded to the spirit of God who ministers to and through our own spirit. So we need a free spirit. The Bible says in the book of, 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 of Corinthians, hallelujah, the spirit of man reveals the things, the things of a man, but the spirit of God reveals the spirit of, reveals the things of God. And the Bible says he's given us his Holy Spirit so that he can reveal the secrets to us through the Holy Spirit. But if we do not have a willing spirit, if we do not have a clean spirit, he cannot speak to us. And therefore we need a willing spirit. Therefore it's not enough to confess sin hallelujah and experience god's cleansing we must also let him renew us from within so that we will conquer sin and no longer come to to the temptation because according to romans 5 the bible says he has given us overflowing grace and the gift of righteousness so that we may reign in this life praise be to god who has given us the victory thanks god where sin abounded grace abounded even more because we see that even in the life of david after he repented god rewrote his story and then him and Bathsheba got married and then they had a son solomon and god now blessed solomon that Solomon was the wisest man except Jesus that lived in his time and the richest man that was ever around. Hallelujah. When we confess, God can restore our lives. God can restore our dreams. God can restore our relationship. God can restore our calling. Come on now, return unto the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Lord forgave David. But in David's case, he still suffered the tragic consequences. There were certain judgments that happened in David's life because of his sin. Hallelujah. If you have been saved very long, I'm sure you are, you have experienced that when you sin, there is definitely a burden within your spirit. The believer can never be happy or content when he's living in sin. Or living apart from the Lord. As a child of God, you always want to live in fellowship with God. If that is not your desire, that means that you have already long drifted away from the Lord. Hallelujah. No relationship can re- can survive without fellowship. No relationship can revive without companionship. Even if people that are married live apart or live divided or live um, apart for some time, there comes a, 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 a thing between their marriage and they are not even, they can even just one day just walk away. Because that relationship has been broken. And if you're truly a child of God, you don't want to live without the presence of God. And my prayer is that you would return unto the Lord and that we will live in the very place where God wants us to be. Listen to David's cry. David not only wanted joy and didn't only want a new heart, but David also wanted to become again effective in his ministry and in his life. I believe we can only be effective and reach our full potential for God if we live a repented life, if we live a heart free of sin. And we see this in David. Listen to what David says. After everything, he says that the Lord should restore him. The Bible says in verse 13 to 15, then he will teach transgressions thy ways. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from the blood guiltness, O God, that thou, O God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall shall show forth thy praise. Apparently, it had been some time since David had a word from, from, from the Lord. 
His lips had been silent concerning God since his sin. He was no longer a testimony to others. We cannot testify if we are living a life of sin. If you are not evangelizing, you are not, you are not, you are. I tell you, if you are not working for the Lord, if you are not out there winning souls, if you are not there telling people about Jesus in your workplace, that means your testimony has been messed with. I want child of God to rise up. I want you to take up your cross. I want you to become a minister for the Lord again. Hallelujah. He was no longer being used of God. He desired to return to the field of service. Once a Christian experiences serving the Lord, nothing else will satisfy them. There is something about being of service to the king that nothing else will ever bring satisfaction like being in service to the king. Sin hinders us or hinders our service and our witness. Jesus deserves our faithful devotion in service. Hallelujah. And that only we can do to a clean life. God wants to work through us mightily. But unless we are clean, unless we are upright, unless we are walking before the Lord as he wishes, as we, as we should, God can work through us mightily. I want to be a vessel of gold or silver in this end time. I want to be a vessel of gold and silver in 2022. I want God to work through my life mightily. Child of God, arise in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus deserves our faithful devotion. Hallelujah. He deserves it. He wants us to be in close. He wants, hallelujah, he wants us to, to say and to speak about him. He wants us to live in that place where we magnify him and glorify him. And I pray today that we will walk with the Lord and that we will come to that place that we know that we have sinned against the Lord and that we will that we will turn back to the Lord, that we will confess our sins and that we will make right with the Lord, hallelujah, that we will come back to that place and that we will serve God with everything that is within us, that we know that God is faithful. David recovered. The Lord forgave David and David recovered. God can forgive you today and you can recover your ministry. You can recover your life and you can again be used powerfully by the Lord. I'm a living witness of somebody that has backslidden or drifted away from the Lord. But through the grace of God, God was gracious to me. He forgave me and he raised me up again. Child of God, it is your time to arise again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God wants to cause, God wants you to arise. God wants you to stand up. God wants you to break free. God wants you to break loose. It's time for you to stand up. It's time for 2022. You're gonna become a firebrand. You are gonna burn for Jesus. You're gonna burn in the gospel. You're gonna do the things that God has called you to do. You're going to be willful. Your spirit is going to be desirous for the presence of the Lord. You're going to thirst for God. You're going to desire God again. You're going to seek after God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. The Bible says after this whole ordeal, David went back to praising the Lord. David went back to pray. David went back and glorified the Lord. I pray today that you will glorify the Lord again. You will glorify the Lord in, in, in every Everything that he wants you to do in his kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible says, wherever the law entered, that the offense might abound. But the Bible says, but where sin abounded, 
grace did much more abound. So we see the grace of God in the life of David. God is gracious to you, child of God. Stand back up again. Arise. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. If we are distant from the Lord, hallelujah, He desires to restore us. Why don't we come today as He leads us? Why don't we come with a repentant heart before the Lord? As we cross over into 2022, let's not cross over with New Year resolutions. Let's not cross over with, with sin that is still reigning in our heart. Let's not cross over with justification of sin. Let's not cross over into this new year and miss what God has for us and what God wants to do through us and the impact God wants to have in our lives because of sin. Let sin not stagnate us. Let sin not destroy us. Let sin not blur us as we enter 2022. I believe that as we realign ourselves with God, God will again speak to us. God will release vision again. God will give us visions. We will dream again. We will have a word from God. We will have fresh manner. The anointing of God will destroy yokes again. The power of God will move again. We will see the hand of God in our lives. We will walk in the blessing of the Lord. We will see the power of God even when life is going to be tough. Even when there's going to be challenges. Even when there's going to be hardships. Even when the world is facing crisis yet in the midst of the storm we will have peace because we are forgiven we are washed with the blood we are cleansed we are sanctified i decree and i believe today that the lord shall be with us in 2022 no matter what the challenges might be no matter what we face no matter what we go through whatever comes god shall be with his children god shall help us to overcome god shall help us to conquer god shall help us oh god to be victorious even in the midst of crisis we shall overcome we shall see the victory of the lord we shall encounter the blessing of god we shall encounter the presence of god we shall be blessed coming in we shall be blessed going out because we carry the blessing we carry the anointing of god upon our lives we shall be preachers of righteousness and truth we shall stand and proclaim the word of the lord we shall stand upon the rooftops and say thus saith the lord we shall speak the word of the lord the church shall return unto the lord we shall come back the backslidden folk shall return unto the Lord we shall realign ourselves with God we shall realign ourselves with the word of God we shall do what the word of God says we shall not anymore go down to the level of other people but we shall bring them up to our level we shall no longer compromise we shall no longer live from the stand outside the standard of God but we shall live as the Lord desires us to live I pray that your 2022 will be better. I pray that the hand of God will be upon you. I pray that you will work for the Lord. I pray that you will become a witness for God. I pray that your praise will no longer be silent because we will no longer live in sin. We will no longer live out of alignment. We are now in alignment. We have come before the altar of God and we believe God has forgiven us. And we believe that if we confess and our hearts are genuine, that God will wash us and God will restore us and God will, will, will bring that restoration that David had and that we send about grace abounded even more because David was lifted up and David is mentioned throughout the Bible because he was a great great
king, a man after God's heart, because David knew what it was to repent. Let's not justify ourselves. Let's not live in sin no more, but let's return unto the Lord. I pray that God be with you and your family. I pray that God be with you, that this year, that God will open your eyes to see opportunity, that God will open your eyes to see that which you want you to see, and that you will walk uncompromisingly in the word of God and in the ways of God. God bless you, and I believe 2022, we will testify of the goodness of the Lord in the midst of the trauma and the turmoil in Jesus' mighty and majestic name. Glory be to God. Now my heart is this, this day, as we close, do not come to the Lord without a genuine heart. Meditate on the psalm until God breaks the fallow ground and God can now reign again righteousness upon your life. I'm telling you, superficial forgiveness does not bring restoration, but true repentance brings restoration. True repentance brings forgiveness. I pray today that God will transform us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.